You're listening to Creatively Geeky, the support group for your creative process. Hello and welcome to the Creatively Geeky Show, episode number seven. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. <laughs> Tonight <laughs> I'm uh, joined by a giggling band of friends and creators. We've got uh, Jennifer, Ray, and Sean. How are y'all doing? Hey. 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 <laughs> I think we are all tired. Uh, the the COVID is just it, it's just draining our energy at this point. So um, maybe a little punch drunk tonight. So we'll see how things go. Um, with that said, how how has everyone been? Crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty pretty accurate. So. Um, yeah, I've had definitely had some ups and downs over the last couple of weeks. So, but I'm not going to go into that. We're going to we're going to focus on interesting stuff tonight. So, uh, I guess with that said, uh, let's go and roll into our updates from from last time. So, um, Ray, you're always at the top of my list. Do you want to go first or? Sure, man. Okay. Um, sure. I had written down um, half of a large painting and working on Quinn shells. So, what's going on with that stuff? Well, Quinn shelves are done and they're up. And that's, that's been done. Uh, <clears throat> I got sidetracked with the whole painting thing. Um, I have it prepared. I have one prepared for uh, watercolor. So it's a mm-hmm. five foot by four foot canvas, which took quite a bit more uh, prepping than I was expecting. So anyway, that's that's, uh, that's, that's, that's done. That's, okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll show it to you afterwards. <laughs> okay. It's like the big uh, one that you had at your house when I was there, right? Like that big, huge. No, wave. that was bigger. No, it's big. Yeah. So this is five foot by four foot. So, um, and I also did uh, a cutout uh, to prepare for um, doing a painting on that one. There's going to be a silhouette uh, that I needed to transfer on there, and so I've found that. Uh, I can talk about that afterwards, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to start actually working on that, uh, this week. Uh, so my plan is to have one of those finished, uh, by the end of, I guess we can talk about that later too, but yeah, one of those is going to be finished by the end of this week. Uh, plans for the other one. So. Well, good deal. Um, okay. So I had listed work on my proton pack and work on the fusion 360 uh, course that I was going to work on. Um, I have not touched my proton pack. I just, well, you know, I get at the top, I kind of talked about, you know, I, I mentioned I was going to stay positive, but just go ahead and bring it out there. So, um, I have had, since we've last talked on this show, I have attended two funerals. Uh, one of them for my partner, his, his father passed away. And the other one was for my grandmother, uh, who passed away of COVID related, um, illness. So, um, I just have not felt up to things. And in fact, yesterday I stayed home from work because my body was literally just telling me you need a fucking break. So I listened, stayed home and, uh, I have not gotten around to messing around with my proton pack like I was going to do. And that's just as a quick reminder, that was adding a second battery so that I could run some more stuff off of it. Um, I have only done like maybe one or two of the beginning courses for the Fusion 360 class. Um, so I can, I can say, yeah, I, I, I've technically kind of started that. I've actually gotten sidetracked with two other things. Um, 
which I, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about real quick. So the first one is um, the mask that I wear that I purchased. It's a, a, a dusk mask because um, when I bought it, I was like, well, even if this COVID thing doesn't last that long, haha, um, you know, it's a good mask to have for like painting and sanding and stuff like that. Um, and so I've been wearing this mask and the problem that I ran into, and I just realized this was last week or so is it actually has these two very small vents and I can actually show you on the side. It had these two kind of button things and this kind of clear plastic. You have to really blow on it for it to open up to be a vent. Um, which is why I didn't worry about it because you'd have to like, I'd have to sit there and like really blow into the mask as much as I could to get it to, to vent. But my doctor pointed out. Did you out, have to said, blow on it? Yes, I had to blow on it. Um, <laughs> really hard, eh? Like, really hard. Yeah. Um, my doctor pointed out. He said um, some places are starting to ban those. He's like, you know, so be careful. I'm like, yeah. I was thinking about like taking super glue and sealing it. And he's like, that's probably not a bad idea. He said, just. He's like, just be careful because you know there's going to be some asshole out there that's going to be like, well, you know, are you sure that you have it sealed? Blah blah blah. So I thought, well, maybe I should just print something different for it. And that's what got my creative juices going. And I thought, okay, cool. I can do something really awesome. So I can do a button on it. And so, like, the first one I did was this Autobot logo. So if you're watching the video, you can see I have an Autobot logo. The really cool thing about this is is I was originally trying to replicate the um, the way that this goes together. So this button that goes on the outside, it has, like, a little twisty part that holds it together. And it's literally just like these two bars that fit in here and it does like a you know quarter twist to keep it in there. And trying to figure out how I could replicate that was I was like, man, this is going to be a lot of work. I'm going to have to really model this. And I got to thinking, I was like, if this just like screwed in, this would be so much easier. And I learned a new technique in Fusion 360. So even though I didn't learn it in the class, I taught it to myself anyway, to where I can actually now 3D print um, – See if I can have it. Yeah, there it is. It's going to be really hard to see, but there's actually threads on this and then on the inside of the buttons so that it literally just screws together. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I've just leveled up my abilities because I've even gone back to thinking about some of the other things that I've modeled where I'm just like, well, I'll just make the plastic a certain size. And when you take a screw and put it in there, it'll just kind of like bite into the plastic. And I'm like. I can actually go back and add actual fitting threads for this now. Like that is exciting from an engineer standpoint. Um, well, anyway, so I had the Autobot one and I have gone, I, I still have a ton of them I want to make. I'm just kind of showing some off the video. I've done a Decepticon logo. I've done like the Cobra logo from GI Joe. Um, I've done a Ghostbusters logo and I mean, they've, they've turned out pretty decent. So now I'm just like kind of switching them on my mask almost every single day, which is kind of fun. Um, so still even though I that, still waiting for that A and B button, by the way, uh, that is on the to do list. That's actually already been modeled. I just have to get it printed now. So, um, but um, so I, that's a side project that I've been working on, you know. And I was like, well, I taught myself new with 360, so I guess it kind of, kind of counts. Um, and then you I taught yourself the screw. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, <laughs> And uh, the other thing that I've started, and I haven't actually started this. Oh, I kind of started this. Um, I'm part of several different Ghostbuster uh, prop making forums on uh, Facebook, and this guy posted where he he had uh, a PCB board, a um, basically uh, the board like you would solder pieces onto. And he's like, "Well, I had these. I finally got these ones that I ordered." I said, "Finally," but he's like, "I got the ones that I ordered in. 
the custom ones that I had made, and of course myself and some other people started asking questions. I had looked, I had heard about this, and I had kind of looked into it, but I was like, man, this is expensive. Um, he's like, well, it's like you have to buy five. They're like $2 a piece. Shipping's like $15. And I'm like, that is totally affordable. So instead of having to, you know, <clears throat> self-solder and run all these little wires and everything else on these boards to to build some of the props that I'm making, I could literally design one of these boards. The problem is, is to get it done, I have to have a certain type of file. And to make the certain type of file, I have to use a certain type of program. So I'm actually about to start teaching myself this course on how to design circuit boards so I can specifically print this. And it is a little daunting, but at the other, you know, on the other hand, I'm also kind of excited about it because I'm like, I, I hope I have this excitement as I go through the course that I bought to, to do this. And I'm not just like, what have I got myself into? But, you know, I'm learning something completely new that I'm going to be able to apply, and I think it's really going to help me down the road. So um, kind of excited about that. So um, that's why I've – I wouldn't say I've necessarily done everything I said I was going to do, but the things that I've been doing um, in lieu of um, I think are actually mu much better, much um, much more interesting projects. So <clears throat> um, let's see here. Um, Chris had uh, Logan's Nightstand and Curtains. Any any idea where your she is with that on, Ray? Let's just update next month. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jennifer, you had make some music. Um, I did get my guitar out of the box and I played it for I want to say like three or four days in a row. I I logged on to Fender. I had purchased like Black Friday. I purchased a uh, you know their access to their lessons and I watched it for like three or four days and then I um, promptly got busy with other things so I tried I, I, I did okay like I learned a few chords and I realized my hands are way too small for a guitar because they're apparently made for giants and I have <laughs> tiny hands so <laughs> but it was fun and I, I need to yeah I mean maybe they make women's sized guitars I don't know but it was fun, and I'm going to, you know, pick it up again. I, it actually inspired me to get my um, oboe out and play that a little bit, so that was interesting because I do not have good reads for it, so it's been rough. Does it still sound like you're you're killing some kind of a waterfowl? Yeah, it's, it sounds like a duck no matter what, but if I had good reads, it might sound less strangly. Less strangly? <laughs> I, had my, I had a tuner out. With I had my tuner out and I was trying really hard to match it using my embouchure and it was just like not working great. But I did I made some adjustments to the instrument and it did okay. That's good. So considering I've had it for like almost 20 years, you know, and it's never been tuned up. Wow. <laughs> I should probably get that looked into. <laughs> um, Sean. I don't have anything because you un you weren't on the last show. So what no. what have you been up to? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, I've been working on my ass divot in my recliner. Uh, I've almost got it perfect. Gotcha. So yeah, it is a it is a piece of art. <laughs> it is. It, it I should like take a picture and put it up on a wall. Um, so Photocopy I'm still, it working on that herniated disc in my neck so i'm i've been off work for the last two and a half months mm -hmm. 
Um, even to do like writing and stuff like that. Like just this past week, I uh, tried transferring over my in-laws emails from like their Rogers account to a, a Hotmail account because they're closing their Rogers stuff. And after about 45 minutes, um, my arm just was on fire because it's the herniated disc is pushing it on two nerves and just keeping my head in that position to work on the computer just set it right off. So Damn. it it really sucks. I can't do really any kind of work, like even computer mm. work and sitting at the screen and stuff like that. Um I literally I'm like creating an ass divot in my freaking recliner because even to like watch TV and all that, I have to get in the recliner to bring my back low enough that I put my head down and relieve the pressure on my neck. So it's uh, the first month was a lot of pain, but every time I think I'm ready to go back to work, a physiotherapist will like tell me to, oh, well, try this. And then all of a sudden I'm in pain again. Mm-hmm. Kind of loud. Mm-hmm. So yeah, creatively hasn't been going well. Um, I'll, I'll get there. Uh, it's really been painful this summer because all my projects, that the building projects, all on hold. My uh, father-in-law has come up and given me a hand with a bit of drywalling, which has been great. Um, just I need to get one more, or he needs to get one more sand on it, and my wife will paint the back room. But uh, I've got this whole upper part of the carriage house that I want to work on because that's going to be my man cave. Mm-hmm. But really, I can't do it. Like even to sit down at the computer and like draw up plans, I can't do it. So that sucks, yeah. man. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do it for you, whether you like it or not, and then it'll be my man cave. <laughs> nah. Well, then the other problem with me, like sitting this long and not being able to do anything, is like my plans keep changing. They're like in my head, and then I'm like. Oh wait, well maybe I'll do it this theme, or maybe I'll do it that way, and like, uh, so that's why it's nice getting something on paper, and yeah. then you can work towards it. Uh, a little less uh, creative creep. <laughs> man, I'm not, like, like I said, I'm sorry, man. That that sucks. Yeah. So, closest I've had. It, I think I'm gonna have full recovery, which is great. That's good. But it's like. When it first happened, he was like, yeah, uh, this will be months. Nah. So the PT is just taking a lot longer than, or it hurts. So it's well, taking longer to do it. It's not taking long. He, he, I'm like right on track. I'm just going nuts. And then the company that we work for uh, is all about like getting you back to work under accommodations. They want you to be able to, and they'll accommodate you anyway. Which is all great and good, but like they're like really trying to accommodate me, and I'm like, yeah, I can't even work at a computer at home for 45 minutes. Mm. And so you can accommodate me all you want, but there's not a whole lot I can do. So yeah, yeah, we can't we can't fit a recliner out where you work, buddy. Yeah. I've, I've looked into it. I've done the measurements. I could be a doorstop <laughs> or a greeter. <laughs> Oh, well. Man. Um, 
Yeah, so I I, I see what you're because you were talking about. You're like, I don't know what I can contribute to tonight's show. So, but uh, I I could definitely see that, man. That that sucks. The, like I said, the closest thing I've ever had to that was I had surgery on. Um, uh, I had a, a wasn't a shin splint. It was basically just a chip piece of bone that was in my uh, left ankle, and it destroyed most of the cartilage in there. Uh, so like I can't really point my toe uh with that foot. Um, but yeah, I was out for months, like not being able to put any weight on it. So it's just like you know, yeah, I could I, I could at least sit there and do things like with yeah. my hands and stuff. But it's like, okay, I think I might need to go to the bathroom in an hour. So I better <laughs> start working towards it. Like oh, that having yeah. some kind of an impairment like that just, especially when you're you're used to being able to just do anything just man, man it's stuff well, my worst bit is like i can i've gone days and days where i feel great i feel fine like no pain in my arm or something like that and, mm-hmm. and that's when i like well i'll go to the dump or something like that and like no you'll take a dump that. what <laughs> <laughs> i haven't had that problem yet but, uh, <laughs> no I, cause we take all our garbage to the dump kind of thing rather than put it at the curb they don't have curbside pickup in yeah yeah we do i just uh it makes me feel like a man but uh <laughs> like a man but be a man <laughs> and but yeah just uh I'll, I'll try doing something that i really shouldn't because i feel good and just wake up call mm-hmm. oh man um well, tonight's tonight's topic, um, we were going to talk about. Um, I, I I framed it as tools that have changed our lives, but it can be just a favorite tool you have, something that, um, maybe has kind of changed the way that you work, whether it be creatively or or whatever. So, um, with that said, would anyone like to go first? I have one. All right, Jen. What is what is a tool that has that you has changed your life? Something that or something that you really like as a tool. Um, I'm going to say audiobooks and podcasts, which our, uh, our book club show, Marginally Geeky, really introduced me to the audiobooks because I never really listened to them before that. Um, because they allow me, both of those mediums allow me to learn and get inspired and do multiple things at one time. So I'm not just sitting there reading a book. I'm, driving and listening or I'm doing housework and listening and for someone that's as time strapped as I am that's important so um I'm learning and I'm getting inspired to be creative or I'm you know just enjoying myself and that to me that's an outlet for creativity just the audio like it never occurred to me before that that I could just listen to things I always had to watch them and I was like no I can do other things so (laughs) That is, I, I never would have thought of it that way, but that is a fantastic tool. Like, and I completely agree with you. Like, I, I read at least close to oh, yeah, 20, 24 books a, a, a year. Before I started listening to audiobooks, I like, I didn't, I didn't read. Like, it I was just like, I don't have time. I think it's higher than that for you because you listen like nonstop at work. Well, I okay, but I, I listen to at least 24 books throughout the year, so. New books every year. I mean, I go back oh, and re-listen you, yeah, to several you, things. Yeah, you so. re-listen to a lot. So, but um, yeah, it's like that is a that's a fantastic. I never, like I said, I wouldn't have thought of it that way. But that you're yeah. right. That is an absolutely fantastic tool. Yeah, but if you're if you're someone who's like, I want to read more, or I want to just, 
you know, learn more about something, I highly suggest audio mediums because um, if you, especially if you're time strapped, if you have a commute or if you're just like I drive 10 minutes to and from work, I'll just listen to something for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm, I have, you know, housework to do, like I said, whatever. It's just a cool gardening, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's one of mine. Great tool. Um, Ray, what's a what's a tool you that's changed your life? Uh, I have to start with this one because it's changed everything I do, and that's YouTube. Uh, absolutely, I can go on and find how to do whatever I want, uh, whether it's you know a specific car, changing the brakes for the first time on a specific car. I know the general idea, but if you look up that specific yeah. model. Some of you will have tips and tricks for you. Um, If you're looking to do a painting, you can go follow a Bob Ross. Um, If you like whatever you want to do, there is a how to on on YouTube to do it. Uh, A couple of my favorite right now are the Essential Craftsman. Uh, He discusses different woodworking tools, different woodworking uh, techniques and stuff. Uh, James Gurney is uh, an artist. He works with um, uh, it's called Gauche. It's it's like a watercolor or it's like watercolor, but it's got a pig, uh, an actual pigment to it where uh, it's more solid. Uh, the Mind of Watercolor is another guy that I absolutely love as well. He does uh, a lot of watercolor paintings and he discusses how to do different techniques and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, YouTube changed my life in the way of hey how do i do this and then you look it up and it's then you can actually see it uh there was one how that, do i uh, sorry yeah <laughs> so uh there was one um i was i was having a I, I i had to change out the brake part i'll never forget and the guy's like okay when you get to this part make sure you hold it like this and undo it because otherwise you're going to lose this piece at the back and if you lose that it's going to be a pain in the ass and sure enough, I held it and got it off and didn't have to lose that piece because I watched the video first and it was it was really handy. God bless the people that make those videos too. Oh yeah. Yes. Like I would not do that because I'm either I don't think I know enough or I'm too self conscious or I just won't take the time. But like the people that sit there and show you how to drop a glove box in your 2001 you know Hyundai accent or <laughs> How to fix yeah. a, ho- a garden hose or how to like – like these are all things I've actually searched for. How to harvest fennel seeds. Like the dumb shit I've looked up, but there's a video for it. Yeah. So that, once again, a- you have like a tool that I didn't even think about, but you're absolutely right. Both of those have changed my life because the echoing everything you said, I can't tell you how many times – if I've gotten to the point where if I'm looking up how to do something – I look at YouTube first, and then I go to Google because if yep. there's not a video, then I'll see if there, like, there's a step by step or something like that. But yep. as long as the video, as long as they are communicating okay, it's not bad. Sometimes you get them though, and it's like the video is like all over the place, and you're just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Sounds awful. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that YouTube is the second most popular search engine next to Google, which they're owned by Google, so basically they have the monopoly. <laughs> we already knew that, but yeah, yeah. like that's why it's I important to be on YouTube. I, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've done, and even the tools that I have listed here, like whenever I need to figure out how to do something with them, it's like, oh, well, go to YouTube first and hopefully find out what it is I need to do with them. So, 
Uh, Sean, do you have a tool that you'd uh, like um, to share? Visio, the program Visio. Um, oh, okay. I use it so often because it's it's kind of a, a MacGyver of a whole bunch of different programs. Like it's not quite AutoCAD or something like that, but I've used it designing like decks and sheds to mapping out entire houses. So I would map out a house, entire electrical system and put mm-hmm. it in a picture form and laminate it and put it up by the breaker panel. And I've done that multiple times. Um, networking, uh, doing all the networking in the house. I can trace all my lines, all that. It was just, and it was some program that some guy in university gave me in our uh, computer group. It, it was like, here, Disco Visio, I use it for project management. And I've used it ever since. So it's been like 20 years. And pretty well the same copy of Visio, too. <laughs> but uh, hey, 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 broke, don't fix it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've used it for so long. And yeah, it's just a simple little program. I'm looking it up now. Yeah, I may have to check into this. They've updated hmm. over the years and all that. Actually, I think uh, Microsoft probably owns it now. I know hmm. they use it at our work. You can, you can download it into our profiles, which I use it at work, too. Like, even dropping in, uh, I'll take a picture of something, and instead of, like, an art program, I'll drop a picture of like a component in and then I can alter it like I'll draw lines into it or what changes I need made to it and then just update the system it's it's so versatile it's so easy to use so hmm. but yeah I'm that's, check into that's that. the big one for me um, the first one on my list and you can probably guess what it is is 3D printers um, I-, I thought you were going to say Microsoft Excel you know what there was a time in my life maybe um i i lusted after a 3d printer when i first saw them because i was like you know man i can i could do some really cool things with this because at this time i already started like following some youtubers that were talking about uh, 3d printing and stuff and when i got it uh when i got my first 3d printer it was a christmas gift between my mom my dad and my wife and I, I literally teared up because I'm like, you have no idea how much this is going to change my life. And sure enough, like not just the fact that I, I you know, it's kind of it's my side business. You know, I, I 3D print stuff and, and sell it on Etsy. Um, well, like I talked about at the beginning of the show, like I, there's so many things, so many different uses I have found for 3D printing. I mean, prop making, of course, is a big thing. But like I've made tools. I've repaired things. Um like my wife's vehicle has three 3D, you know, pieces, 3D printed pieces in it that basically saved me like $300 mm-hmm. in buying a replacement part for her air conditioner. It's it, and I'm like this it took me maybe 30 minutes to design and it took maybe 30 minutes to print and maybe a dime's worth of plastic. And it's just like and I saved myself, you know, a ton of money. Um but yeah, like I mean I look around my office, there's a ton of stuff that I've designed, um, and there's a ton of more stuff that I still want to design. You know, occasionally I run into a situation where I'm like, well, I could really use a replacement for this, or 
that's just not well designed. I think I could do a better job at it. Um, but yeah, I've like I said, they have completely and totally changed my life. Um, there are there are some other things I would like to do. It's just like um, I don't know if I could quite get to that level. Like I was talking to my brother, I'd really like to be able to have a 3D printer big enough so I could print an entire helmet. But yeah. those printers are still a little bit on the hefty side <laughs> price wise. Um, but I'm actually looking at buying a 3D printer that uh, does resin. So it would be very small things, but they would be super detailed. And I could do some really cool stuff board gaming wise. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like I said, it's, you know, they've, they've become so much a part of my life. It's, I don't even know how I would go about my life now if I didn't have my 3D printers to be able to fix and make and everything else. Hey, lady. Are you are you joining us or you yeah, just you'll have me. Absolutely we will have you. We will always have you. Um well with that said, do you do you have a tool you would like to, to share with us? Um so my He's right there. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh Aww, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Uh my hobbies usually don't require a lot of tools, like my biggest hobby right now is reading. So I guess the books we already bought. What? Okay, can I throw one out there for you? Sure. Do you have a hobby that I don't? That I have a hobby I don't the, know about. That changed. Yeah. She went from knitting oh, to crocheting. Yes. And crocheting was so much faster. Oh yes. But if you crochets those. One hook but versus you, two. I'm just saying. Yeah. That, that changed the way you did that. Yes, because yeah. then I could make things that I couldn't make knitting because I didn't have the skills or didn't and also didn't want to learn the skills. I was going to say it was the time. <laughs> I didn't want to learn it. So it was just like, like teaching myself how to crochet. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't like baking pans. Like I get excited when I get like a new cookie sheet or something. Oh, the one that really changed it was um, when we got the first, my KitchenAid mixer because. Okay. Oh, that is a, freaking game changer let me tell you that's awesome first of all that was a push present yeah i have one of those we're going one at a time oh yeah so the KitchenAid mixer (laughs) 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 but i can totally back you up on that because like we went forever without having one and even now it's like well the thing's heavy i have to kind of pull it out and and get it set up but it's just like (laughs) once you get it going though it's just like how did i ever not like, how did I ever make stuff without this? Because otherwise you're just sitting there with a hand mixer and you just turn the thing on and you can go do other stuff and come back and throw yeah. stuff in it and turn around and go do other stuff. And it's just like. Well, and all the different attachments you can buy for it. And the fact that yeah. I've had it for 12 years now and the thing is a machine. Like it's. Oh, yeah. They're it all the time. And Logan uses it now, too. And they are. They're pretty, though. So you can leave them out on your counter and they're almost like. Art. Especially if you like match it to the rest of the kitchen and you yeah. <laughs> that's Minus. why i have a red one <laughs> you got a gray one i have so. a gray one and uh the house that we were at tonight she's got like this mustardy yellow orangey one she's got out on her counter it's really nice it's like retro mine is the color of everything in my kitchen that teal kind of but it lives <laughs> on my counter it doesn't get put up because i have nowhere to put it so mm-hmm. i like your kettles in the background there <laughs> thanks yeah I like tea. Spot of tea. All right, Jen, what's a what's another tool you'd like to share with us? 
Um, I'm going to say Canva, which is a graphic design software, uh, like web-based. It's free. And I have learned how to use InDesign and Photoshop, very like basic versions of, you know, like I can't design something from scratch, but I can edit documents and I can do basic things with Photoshop. But if I'm in a hurry and I don't want to mess with that and I want something that's like pre-sized and, you know, has some options to pick from, Canva is amazing. That's what I use for like all my uh, graphics for the show and for sustainably geeky and and a lot of personal stuff I do. So C-A-N-V-A. I'm sure folks know about it, but it has made me step up my game in a lot of different things. So highly suggest if you're looking for that kind of thing. My wife used that all the time too for all music stuff. It's great. Advertising and stuff. She just absolutely loves it. Canva? Canva. Like canvas without the S. Canva. So I had it right the first time. Okay. Yeah, but you um you can pay for the pro version, of course, and then you get, you know, extra features, and it's probably worth it. I just use the free one, but yeah, that's one of mine. Okay. If you don't have access to the expensive programs or you don't want to learn them, because they are not intuitive. <laughs> no, they are not. Um, oh. Actually, you probably use this program like I use um um um. Oh, what is it called on the Mac? Um, not PowerPoint. Um, the presentation software. Like that's I literally will design everything in it, and people are like, "Why don't you do that in Photoshop?" I'm like, "Because using Photoshop's like trying to kill like ants with the nuclear bomb. Like it, I, I just need to edit this and crop it yeah. down a little bit. That's it's all smart. I need to do." <laughs> so I use Snapseed for that on my phone. Okay. Yeah. Canva. Yeah, I'll have to check into that. Um, that's a good one. Like, man, I'm, I'm already picking up some good stuff. So this is a good <laughs> show. I'm enjoying it. Um, Sean, what's another tool you want to share with us? Um, the one that's helped me out the most in the last few months has been alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Makes you real creative, huh? Now there is a fine line. I find beer um, gives me the nice creative buzz that I need. Red wine, I gotta write it really fast, otherwise it becomes an analogy ineligible blah, 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 blah. you know what i'm he's, trying to say he's using yeah, some yeah, of it right now yeah, yeah. Say, yeah. um yeah i i hate to admit it but uh you know every now and then having that buzz on really does get me thinking a little easier um, <laughs> i have to double check all my measurements and stuff like that if i'm designing or if i'm uh like coming up with a story or something like that mm-hmm. but uh yeah, but there is a cutoff point. Like it's like I'm creative, creative, creative. Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> so am I? yeah, you, you gotta kind of watch that. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I have to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> this was a fantastic design for ants. Like it's yeah, definitely yeah. not gonna fit a human person. <laughs> <laughs> what is this design for ants? <laughs> so, um, Ray, what's another tool you'd like to share with us? Uh, so this was one that I was always worried about using as, as an artist, uh, you, I still hate calling myself that, but anyway, uh, as somebody that creates things, um, which is an artist, which is an artist, I know, anyway, uh, Hey, you read the book, anything you make is, is, yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) So, um, 
when I draw certain things, there's times where I want to transfer it from one paper to another. And instead of, I've tried to do different ways. Uh, and you hear about people saying, oh, using transfer paper is cheating. But if you're, if it's your own art and all that stuff, but anyway, transfer paper, I absolutely love it. I've got to go on white and I've got a white one that goes on black paper. Oh, I didn't um, know that existed. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> So I absolutely love this stuff because you have this no, I've had that for years. Oh, <laughs> totally didn't awesome. So yeah, That's a I, good episode for her too. <laughs> <laughs> We're all learning. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely love it. It's it's almost a necessity if you want to get your designs onto something else and then paint that, or you know, you come up with a sketch, but. You like this sketch and this part of the sketch and this part of the sketch. You want it all together. You can do a transfer of those in the order that you want and then do a full drawing of that uh, or painting or whatever. So, uh, yep, transfer transfer papers. Love them. Nice. Where do you normally get it from? Like just the art shop or? Yep, an art store. Okay. Uh, so there's a local. I mean, you can find it in any local art store. Uh, they'll have transfer paper. Um and yeah, it just depends on whether you want it. They'll have different colors as well. I just grab a gray one and a white one, and it transfers to whatever color you want. So. Yeah, and you can use them over and over again. Too. Yeah, that's a great thing. Like, I'll cut up a sheet and use it for multiple different things, right? Like, it's it's been used multiple times for different things, and you can see where the drawing has been, mm. but you go over it. Is it, it like carbon paper? Yeah. yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. okay, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, so it's back it's fantastic. In back Very in the cool. day when we had carbon copies, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. Very nice. Uh, I'll jump in here real quick with my second one. Um, Fusion 360. This is actually the program that I've gotten pretty good at, but I, I still want to learn more. I still think there are things that um, that I you know I, I could do better at. I could probably be more uh streamlined with you know for designing and stuff but let me tell you whenever i first picked it up i I knew i was going to want to make my own things uh 3d print wise and so it was like okay well here's some different programs out there this one will do this this one's better for this but not so much and this is like the top of the line like they literally use this to, to design like airplane motors and shit and it's like there is a bit of a learning curve, but once you get it, like once you start getting your mind wrapped around it, um, it it it's you know it it's not good for like modeling organic things. Like if I wanted to model like Baby Yoda or something like that, it's not good for that. But for designing uh, things that just absolutely have to be precision fit, this is the way to go. And that's mainly what I was looking at doing. So. Um, I went going back to some of our earlier calls, looked on YouTube, was like, nope, this is the way you should do it. So I signed up and I got the program. And let me tell you, there's the first time I 3D printed something, it was really cool because I'm like, oh my God, it turned, it literally turned like filament. It turned like, you know, a spool of extruded plastic into a physical object. And that's cool. But it was nowhere near as cool as the first time I went in, I, thought of something I needed or wanted and I designed it and I made it. And it was like, I literally turned a thought I had into a physical object. 
that I can mass produce if I want to. And I was just like, this is wizardry. Like, I'm a fucking wizard. Like, it's awesome. I'm a um, fucking wizard. Hell yeah. <laughs> and like, it's just, you know, I'm looking around and there's things that, you know, I've designed. And, you know, part of me is like, you know, I go back at some of it and I'm like, I could have done better about that. I could have, I could have, and I'm still learning it. I'm still growing with it, but I'm just, there's so many fun, awesome things I've done with it. Like I said, going back to the the parts that I made uh, for my wife. Hell, I just thought of another tool I actually should have re- recommended. I may throw that <laughs> in as a bonus. Um, like, I, you know, there's just you, all you, these things that I've made. When we drove down to your place, we had a bracket that broke on our on our holder for the uh, for the kids. Oh yeah, that's right. Tablets. And part of it broke, and you were able to create something. Mm-hmm. It was it glowed in the dark, which is kind of cool too. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was extremely handy. And, oh yeah, uh, it was very helpful for the trip back. So, yeah, I, I just like I said, it's the ability to design things in this program and bring them to life has just been awesome and fantastic. And like I said, I'm still learning it. Um, and, you know, when I was talking about, you know, the thing I got sidetracked on, like I I designed all of these little buttons and stuff that I've been doing in 3D printing in that program. And I've gotten to the point it's it's like, OK, well, uh, you know, it's 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 gotten much easier, for example. So like. The the Autobot logo, actually all of the logos, I learned what an STL file is. And it's like, okay, instead of trying to go in there and retrace and draw it, I can actually dump the STL file in there and grab it and extrude it. And I'm like, hey, I don't have to re I don't have to start from scratch on this. I can just literally go grab STL files and start putting logos and shit on stuff. And you know, it saved me so much time. So uh yeah, Fusion 360. If if you have any interest in designing three-dimensional objects, especially if they need to be precision, uh you can get a free account. Like literally, you can sign up if you are an educator or you are in education, you can sign up for a free account. If you are a maker, you can sign up for a free account. Um it is pretty hefty if you're going to use it like as a big business type thing. But then you should be able to have the revenue, of course, to support it. But for for makers and, you know, to teach yourself, it's absolutely free. And, I mean, it is a fantastic program. Yeah, there's a learning curve. But once you start once you start to figure it out, you know, it really becomes, you know, this really awesome tool, this almost exponentially awesome tool that you can just do cool things with. So, Uh, Chris, do you have another tool you'd like to share with us? Yes. Um. So reading is one of my hobbies, and Audible has, like, totally changed the game for me. Can use that one, too. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. You, sorry. No, it's oh, perfectly okay. fine, because I totally nope. was a like, I didn't even think of it as being a tool, and yeah. it is. It is Great awesome minds, tool. Chris. There you go, buddy. Uh, yeah, because I have gone through, since we started, because it was when we were driving down, actually, to see you guys. That was when we started. That's when we started, yeah. and so that was three years ago, and the amount of books I've read and reread since then i never would have done it if it was just sitting by my bed sand and i was reading like a half hour before bedtime like there's driving is so much better now yes just pop in audible and just um go through like and you've gone through especially oh, with your commute now right now i am burning through books but like, it's so great because it's such a great way to yep. to just Ah, enrich your life. So I love Audible. We would like sing its praises all the time. We just put our niece on our account. Yeah. She just went off to university. Yeah. So we just put her on it. And it's like, just go nuts. 
Side note, uh, I'm actually uh, mostly done captain share. So it's <laughs> and he wants to tell me things that are very spoilery, and I won't let him because I'm only on I'm only on half share. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, way back. Yeah. Yes, way back. Quinny's on on. Um, he's still on quarter share. Okay. But anyways, Audible, I love it, and it's worth the price. It's worth the monthly. Like oh, if you yeah. are if you love reading and you wanna. Just venture out or you just Increase like, the amount of time that you can spend yeah. listening to books. Yeah. Or find that you can't listen because um, I have a friend, she loves to read, but it puts her to sleep immediately. Like literally five minutes later, then she's down and she can't get through a book. So for somebody like that, Audible would be great because you just pop it in and yep. listen to your book. And some narrators are fantastic, like Jim Dale and Ray Porter. And, yes. Um, Daniel. Daniels. Another fantastic one, yeah. Really, really great yeah. narrators. Yes, totally, absolutely, positively agree. Yes. Um, Jen, do you have another one, or do you want to just – you got a couple more you'd like to share? Or? Um. Well, Chris got me thinking about the kitchen, and I was just going <laughs> to say the Instant Pot. Okay. I'm not much of a cook, and uh, that helps me <laughs> cook things that are more creative, you know, a little more outside my my zone, and or or just things that I wouldn't normally have time to cook. Mm-hmm. So that that's my other one. That's, that's another of... tool that we haven't picked up yet. We've just mm-hmm. recently, this last year, actually I think since Christmas, got a, an air fryer. Oh yes. That's fantastic for cooking as well. But yes, I've heard. Many, many people sing the praises of an Instapot. So, yeah. So, yeah, you were talking about it with uh, uh, Lenny's aunt this last weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't realize you had to wait for it to, to get <laughs> to, to pressure. Yeah. So, yeah, because everyone yeah. talks about they're just like, oh, it was like five minutes in the Instapot. And it's like, well, you got to wait. It's it's not just five minutes. Yeah, it's I didn't like, account for that when I was making macaroni at work for a potluck once. And I was like, I'm going to be late. I plan this potluck. <laughs> so I learned that lesson. Gotcha. Thought it was broken. Yeah. Um, Sean, you have any other tools you'd like to share with us? Um, one of my, the best tools is a silent room with no distractions <laughs> and a pencil and paper. How does that happen? It, Very often silent room in your house. Uh, you know, it's not that bad. My kids, tend to go to their own rooms now and like do their own thing they'll be like playing minecraft or whatever and my kids are old enough that they're not like constantly needing to be entertained mm-hmm. so, um, that's a that's a game changer yeah, itself game changer. yeah that's a huge thing itself yeah so, um it's funny because i've been like telling them, okay guys leave the doors open to your rooms because it's really starting to stink in your rooms just get some airflow in there. <laughs> now you can hear them. They'll play Minecraft or something like that all together. Uh-huh. And network it with themselves and their friends across town. And you can hear them yelling at each other through the rooms and stuff like that. It's great to listen to. I love it. But uh, Nice. It's, uh, for me, I need to be quiet. I can't even... I need to focus on something. I can't even have music going. Or really? anything like that. Yeah. Especially with designing, if I'm building mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. Um, once I have the plans, then I'll throw an audio book in and like I'll build out the carriage house and all that. That's fine. But when I'm planning it, silence is golden. So if I can get a nice quiet room and 
pencil and paper because I make a lot of changes. So pen never. I like I like All the right, so, um, pencil. Are you a are you a pencil or a mechanical pencil? Pencil, because I've got one of the old school pencil sharpeners. Yeah, I like house. Yes. <gasps> really? It came with the house? Oh, came with the house. Um, I relocated nice. it. It's it's probably as old as I am, but it works so good. So <laughs> like if I really need to relax, I'll like steal all the pencils in the house and just go out to my carriage house <laughs> and start sharpening. <laughs> and then you like look at it and it's like so satisfying. Be, like, I could cut an atom with this. It's so sharp. As yeah. long as the as long as it's a good pencil, because there's nothing worse than you get oh, one that yeah. the lead is just slightly off, and you always like there's that higher sliver of wood, and you're just like, what is wrong? Yeah. Or if you've wrong? And then it breaks off, or it never, because yeah. you yep. can never get it quite sharp enough. Mm-hmm. See, that's I I tend to like i don't draw very much and usually it's just kind of sketching stuff out and so i've become more of a mechanical pencil person just because i'm like i can get it's always exact but there is something about having a especially a good pencil and it being really well sharpened yeah so yeah that's uh, that's my last one <laughs> gotcha uh ray so uh, i'll throw a couple then uh, okay. If we're on the last round, essentially. Sure. Yep. All right. So, uh, <laughs> while we're talking about uh, pencils for woodworking, instead of using a pencil or, or anything like that, uh, a marking knife is that much more precise. It's crazy. Uh, if you need to do exact measurements on wood, then make sure that you use a marking uh, marking knife. Mm-hmm. Or if you have an exacto knife or something like that, because then you can hold it right to that point of on the uh, tape measure, and you know exactly where you pressed it, and it will be even more precise. It's crazy. Uh, it was a tip that I saw from one of the one of the uh, YouTube channels that I was following. So uh, I have this uh, is a cold press ground. Uh, it's a paste. It looks like drywall paste, mm-hmm. uh, but it's paper fibers inside of it and so when you spread this on any surface it then becomes watercolor paper and so you can actually put watercolor paintings on oh, you did that to anything my phone. i did it to chris's phone you did it to my phone uh and then that's it cool sealed it. yeah yeah so uh it's actually a pretty cool little thing uh i thought it was a lot of fun so yeah if you have if you like playing with watercolor paper and stuff but you find you want to do it on a rock or whatever that's a way to do it. The other one that I'm really trying to master because I love the paintings that some people do with it is the putty knife, but specifically for, I don't know if you're able to, specifically mm-hmm. for um, uh, oil paints. Okay. Uh, they There's uh, some artists out there that that's all they use is just a putty knife and they're able to, to create these beautiful pieces of art. Uh, so I, I'm going to give myself a challenge at some point and do an entire painting with just a, a knife. Uh, see what I can come up with. So, um, yeah, old Bob then, Ross used to use those quite a bit. Oh, oh yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, and, and and especially for mountains and stuff like that. But now oh, I've yeah. seen, uh, like, and I've tried it and it freaking works. works. Like yeah. It's, yeah, it does. Um, but so now I want to take it to the next step and do an entire painting with it, which would be a lot of fun. Uh, the other one that I wanted to talk about uh, that I've used a lot is Google Maps. 
because it's a game changer as well. But the one that I like better, and it's only in London, UK, is City Mapper. Because if you want to go to a certain place, it tells you how long it's going to be, take you, how to, how far to walk, how far you got to travel, how much it's going to cost you. And it it's all within like a simple search. And I wish more cities would use this. Oh, yeah. It was so accurate. It was, okay, if you take the buses, this is how much it's going to cost you. These are the yeah. changes you're going to have to make. This is where you get off. This, this is where you, where you get, get on. on. This is how far is the bus stop you're going to have to get onto next, which side of the road it's on. And then it does the same thing. If you're going to take the tube, which stops you like how much it's going to cost you there. Yeah. How to it's, like how far to walk. Oh yeah. It was, it was awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and you want to talk about game changer. If you go to London, UK, you have to use that map, that, yes. uh, that don't app. rent a car. <laughs> Just you use that app and it will get somebody. you anywhere you want. Yeah. Don't nice. Oh. I would never try to drive over there anyway. Lots of people do. Yeah. We ran into I'd so many. <laughs> no, no, no. We would, I would. She I'd would. Crash. Yeah. I'd crash. We, in, we talked to so many tourists that were renting cars and driving places. We're like, they have the like an amazing transit system. Why yeah. would you? Yeah, that? that's my thing. Yeah. It, those countries that have a train, mass transit, use it because we don't have it here. <laughs> the only country. reason I would say would be just be like. I have to drive on the left side at least once. Go, Look what I'm doing. <laughs> that, that would be it. That would I didn't do it in Australia. I didn't even try. No. Mostly because it was my aunt's car and she has two kids and I didn't want to put them in danger. But yeah, I, didn't, like... I had no desire to try and she didn't offer. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Have a brain fart be back on the right hand side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's so it's counterintuitive because even on the sidewalks when you're crossing – the crosswalk, they even have look this way. Yeah, it because, says look right. Because they have so many tourists that look the opposite way and wind up getting smucked by stuff because they're not yep. paying attention because it's the opposite side, yep. right? So and it took a while to get used to. And then when we got back, it, it took, took a while, a while to, get to get back yeah. the other way. <laughs> yeah, my friend who lived in Ireland for a bit got in an accident once turning either left or right. I don't remember. And, and the police were like, yeah, you're American, huh? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're used to Americans, you know, getting in accidents over there because they yeah. turn they don't look the right way. Well, turning left, you're lane. turning as close. You're, it's like turning right here, right? And yeah, it's yeah. It's all backwards. Yeah. It's all backwards. Yeah. So we figured the people who know how to drive here should just keep doing that. <laughs> especially in the city. So. Yes, um, If you are planning a reno on your house, I suggest using IKEA because they have a little. Uh, planner where you can map out how big your room is and then they have furniture size things that where you just plunk it in that's how i planned our kitchen, kitchen yeah. uh, they have dedicated sizes for different fridges and stoves mm. and you can just say here's what it looks like and then you can move it around and see what you like and then they've got a whole 3d rendering of it so you can take a walkthrough of it and so that was actually a pretty good one too mm-hmm. is it an app uh, or just their website it's their website Okay. So yeah, it was actually a pretty cool little. Uh, it was pretty user friendly. Yeah, fairly. Um, and then if if I could do a bonus too. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> These are ones that I'm looking into. These are ones that it's I'm not excited. Not a lot of hobbies apparently. I do. It sucks because I don't have enough time for everything. Um, there are two that I'm really seriously looking into. Uh, Chris has been doing Coursera. Yeah. Uh, for a history class. And so the deal is that I'm going to take a course of something. Uh, one that I'm looking into is the guitar super system from uh, Music is Win. So Music is Win is a YouTube channel. Uh, he talks about all sorts of different things, but he also has this um, uh, guitar system, super systems for people 
to learn guitar from the very like if you've never picked one up to if you're already amazing at it uh he you know gets into theory and stuff like that as well um i think it's like five dollars a month or something like that and then you cancel so yeah it's it's reasonable so that's awesome so that's one that i'm looking into the other one that i'm looking into is masterclass uh i've seen a lot of um a lot of trailers for them, YouTube, uh, YouTube commercials for them. Uh, I've looked up the trailers for them because some of them look like a lot of fun. Um, so I know it's $20 a month. I think $20 a month American. So a little bit on the higher and you have to pay for the entire year, which is the other thing as well. So something I'm going to look into. I want to do a little bit more digging about it. Uh, but there's a, I mean, there's something about learning about, certain things that people love uh the one that really hooked me was uh zimmerman zimmerman does one hans zimmerman uh, does one about uh about creating music and um yeah he he hit me with if somebody tells you that you can't do it and and like there's a rule fuck them like it's (laughs) (laughs) so uh that that kind of took me right there i was like that is actually pretty cool so yeah, see, I'm cool. really good at signing up for the MOOCs, the online, mm-hmm. what are they, massive online, you know, courses. Yeah. But I'm also really good at never, like, even logging in or logging in once or twice because I just don't do good with online. Like, I fucking suck at online classes. If I don't have to physically go somewhere and be accountable or be there at a certain time, yeah. I won't do it. So I admire people that can take those classes. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning how to because I want to I want to go back to school, but I don't know what I want to take. So instead yeah. of spending like trying stuff out thousands thousands of dollars on mm-hmm. something, it turns yeah, out that smart. I hate because I'm not doing this to get a job at the end. I just I have a unique opportunity where I have a lot of time on my hands, and job having a job isn't number one priority. I want to you know higher learning, educate myself. So yeah. this is a cheaper way, much cheaper way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> to figure out. If I even want to, even if I can do online schooling. You're doing, you said Coursera? Yeah. There's also one called Future Learn. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if you've looked at that one. No, I, I get their it. emails. Yeah. So this, yeah. And they have different things. Like right now I'm doing a specialization in, in a, like a history cosmology class. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I really, really like it. Yeah. The master class that, they are definitely a little higher end price wise, mm-hmm. but um, uh, Franklin from Franklin's Barbecue does one on on barbecuing, I and I was like, oh man, that would be awesome. And then Steve Martin has one on comedy, and I'm just like, oh, yep, he oh does. Oh my god, that would be fantastic. So yeah, I have definitely seen those and been like, man, those might be interesting. Yeah, um, yeah some the, good instructors. The two, yeah, the two that I wanted to point out, and this is the one that I can't believe I almost forgot about, is going along with the 3D printing and the 3D designing, um, you got to be accurate. You got to be extremely accurate depending on what you're using. And so this is a digital caliper. It was all of about $20 on Amazon. So, I mean, they're super cheap. Um, but, yeah, I can get down to hundreds of a millimeter with oh, this cool. thing. And it's like... You know, for most things, I don't have to be that exact. But if I'm trying to replicate a part, 
like the parts that went in my wife's car, I literally took this and took multiple measurements and then just designed it. And first try whenever it printed out, I mean, there was a little variation just mm-hmm. because of the way that the, the filament comes out. But I was like, I replicated this thing, which was awesome. So, uh, yeah, if, if you are, if you need to do any kind of exact dimension stuff, like, I mean, you can get normal calipers, but I mean, it's digital. It was $20. It's not like I spent a hundred dollars on this thing. And it's, um, and it, it, I'm also not using it for business. So it's not like, I'm sure I, if I were going to be doing like actual design work, like designing things for like production or whatever, I would probably buy a hundred, dollars $200 version of this thing that would be like down to even, you know, closer measurements. But for just the run of the mill, just 3D printing stuff, this thing has been fantastic. Uh, because I used to have to try to guess, like I'd be sitting there with a ruler and I'm like, okay, that looks like that's two millimeters. I guess it is. And now I'm just like, oh, that's 1.75. <laughs> so it's it's freaking fantastic. The other thing that was a total game changer for me, and I got this for Christmas from uh, my in-laws. I do a lot of building and electronics, and if you do not have a good pair of wire strippers, oh my god, this is such a game changer. Like I I, I mean I have that older style one that's you kind of clip it down and you have to kind of yank it off. But if you don't grab it just right, it will pull. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And this thing, right. 99% of the time, you just put the wire in and go. And yep. now you've got it. It's the right length every single yep. time. It's. The, I'm like, how did I go this long without this freaking tool? <laughs> this is a fantastic tool. Once again, like 20 bucks, like not even that expensive. So, uh, yeah, I absolutely love these things. Um, the last thing I want to mention, and it's something kind of going back what y'all were saying, but also what I mentioned before, uh, I'm looking to start doing, you know, trying to learn how to design these PCB boards and the program I'm using is free. It's from Autodesk. It's called Eagle. Um, and I tried kind of learning it through some of the tutorials they had, but it just wasn't sinking in. And I'm sure, you know, searching on my phone, Facebook was like, Oh, Hey, this is what he's searching for. Let's get an advertisement for it. So sure enough, a, a website called Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y, mm-hmm. uh, sells uh, classes on how to do things. And sure enough, they had a class on Eagle, normally like $90 to $100 on sale for 10 bucks, And I was like, that is a no-brainer. Done. <laughs> um, of course, I'm excited to take the course and to learn this thing. And I tell people about it, and they're like, yeah, that doesn't sound interesting at all. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm excited. So... Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I, I listen to several different podcasts and, and this one particular podcast. Now, granted, they some of them have some more jaded views of college for different reasons. Um, but, you know, they're all very and they're also entrepreneurs, but they're also very much of the mindset. Like they're like, if you have to go to college to get a degree to do something, you know, you, you have to do it. That's what it is. But if you just want to learn something, there's so many other ways to learn stuff online. And mm. people even offer entire courses on YouTube for free. They may not be the same quality, but it's you're still going to learn. And that's all that matters is that you're getting the knowledge that you want to get. So, uh, yeah, I think it's awesome that you're looking – you want to get some – you know, you want to 
increase your knowledge and mm-hmm. further your education. And you're not just like, well, let me go back to college. No, find yeah, out what yeah. the fuck you want to do. So you start dropping a bunch of money on it. So it's not, and I don't want to go to like, I had no interest in going back into the university college experience. I did that. That was a very long time ago, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm like, I still want to learn stuff, but all the online universities, the cheapest I could find each course was like $700, $1,000. And I'm just like, I don't even know if I freaking like this. And that's the hard part. What right? if I hate yeah. it? And then I have to, I, I just blew a thousand dollars because yeah, I just, I, it doesn't seem interesting to me. So if I wanted to learn like Russian philosophy, I don't have to worry about getting a job after that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, are there any other tools you want to share, Chris? Uh, so the Coursera, which is great. Um, and I signed up for it years ago. Like we were still living in Port Elgin and I never did much with it. Cause again, I just didn't, no time or I just couldn't get into that groove. So, um, and then a couple years ago I took like one photography class, but then I couldn't, it got to the part where you had to do aperture versus something and math was involved. And I was like, never mind, I don't understand. So I didn't actually finish that. I was like, no, nah, peace out. This one I love. It's called Journey of the Universe and it's so good. I'm actually going to recommend the book that comes with it because it's only, and it's on Audible and it's less than three hours, but it is so good. And it's, so when we read Astrophysics for the People on the Run, People on the Run, People yeah. on the Run, yeah. Yeah. I, Neil deGrasse Tyson, love him. He's a special little piece of human. I didn't understand a freaking thing in that book. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely flew over my head. But with this, we, we we were listening to it on the way down to see you guys in Texas, mm-hmm. and she turned to me. She's like, "Do you still understand some of this stuff?" She's like. Like, yeah, I'm following along. You know, it's, it's yeah. like, I got to stop listening. I'm okay. okay. I could, because <laughs> it just became words and none of them made sense. He was speaking yeah. English, but I didn't know <laughs> why or how. Gotcha. Um, but this breaks it down in a more cosmology way where it uses humanity. So religion and um, ecology and things like that. So I actually, it interprets it in a way with somebody who doesn't have a science brain to under at least get what they're talking about. So I understand more of the Big Bang and how it came to be and the timeline and all that stuff. I get it a little bit more because it uses more of a creative approach instead of a scientific approach. Okay. So it's really great. There's also a one-hour documentary that I will also be recommending. Um, And then in the kitchen, so the air fryer, my mother-in-law gave me an air fryer because she got a bigger one and didn't need, need this one. Um, she got a smaller one, gave us a bigger one. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. So mm-hmm. I've, made, I've reheated French fries, um, like any leftovers that were fried before. I just right, but in. you've also done uh, fried cauliflower. I've done cauliflower, breaded cauliflower. So it's like chicken wings, but so with cauliflower good. actually really turned out. Really good. Nice. And I've done Brussels sprouts, which I'm the only one who eats, so I only get a little bit. Um, love it. They're really good. Um, sweet potatoes, again, I was the only one who liked them because apparently potatoes can't be sweet. And <laughs> and what else? Just a, but I love it, and it's so easy to use. I mean, I had to look up how to use it because it didn't. She didn't give me the booklet, but super easy to use and clean out and everything. But you can't stack things, and that was. I made a batch of cauliflowers. I'm like, oh, I don't want to wait a half an hour and put the whole thing in. I put the whole thing in, and it was terrible. <laughs> Um, you can, you just have to buy the little trays that go in there, and I've done that, but yeah, it, you're right, you can't just no, throw it in there. No, you can't, especially with something that's battered like that. 
And then this, the last one is silicone baking sheets. So instead of using parchment paper or spray, spray. your thing down with cooking spray or whatever, silicone mats or silpats are fantastic. They can withstand, you know, 500 Fahrenheit degree temperatures. We've put them in the barbecue on a cookie sheet with potatoes and stuff like that. They're great, easy cleanup, and they're cheap. You can get them at the dollar store. And when the cat chews on them because she thinks they taste like food, you're not so worried that a little bit has gone to her yes, stomach. And yeah, <laughs> I went through three. Um, and the ones I still use still have her bite marks in them. They're still together. But yeah, they're super cheap, um, really easy to use. You can't stick them in the dishwasher, but they're really easy to wipe So. Down. I have a couple of those, and I have used them for, like, savory stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, like vegetables with olive oil. But then the smell and the flavor kind of stays in it. Have you had that issue? Because even when I wash it by hand, it's like when I want to cook cookies, you know, we've it's going to No, we've used like, it We've used it for cookies. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. I can't get them clean enough for some reason. It just, like, absorbs. Like they, yeah, they've stained, and then they, like, get sort of stained because of the heat of the oven too but i haven't i haven't no. seen a transfer of flavors no we yeah but it absorbs the smell for me i'm just like oh it probably does because we cook primarily with olive oil but yeah. i i haven't seen that though no i no. haven't noticed it hey, just, that can be your green life hack too for next month <laughs> i don't think yeah. we've done that one nice no i uh, but that's it yeah good deal um well that is our main topic for the uh for this episode ladies and gentlemen let's move on to our uh plans for next time ray what would you like to be working on for before next episode all right so that painting that i talked about yeah we're uh -huh. gonna get that one at least uh started <laughs> Got you it. put the medium on it though i did i talked about that yeah. so yeah the the medium's on it I, i'm gonna get it going my plan is this week that uh i'm gonna get it started uh, depends on the weather because the more it rains, the you know then I have more to do inside and that's rain. I've heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's this stuff. It's like Eugene. water falls from the sky. Do you remember so, what rain is? We haven't had it in like two months. Vaguely. Yeah. Actually, no. It did yeah, rain here just the other day and it made yeah. the pool super cold. Like my cold. By cold, I, I mean 80 degrees, but it was cold enough that it was just like, oh, my God, we're freezing. So <laughs> He's like, try Lake Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 80 degrees, that's that's our hot tub setting. Well, Logan's <laughs> laughing at you right now, the whole 80 degrees. She thinks yeah. that's hilarious. She went swimming tonight. <laughs> yeah. There was only seven uh, degrees difference between it and, like, the, the air temperature, and it just, like I said, normally the pool's at 84, and it's like yeah. – this is cool. This is nice. This is fine. But just the four degrees difference was like, is, did we dump ice in here? What the hell is going on? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be one. And then the other thing that I want to commit to as well is I want to pick a course and at least start it. So whether it's Masterclass or the Guitar Super Systems, one or the other, I'm going to pick something and I'm going to start it. Good deal. Um, I'll jump in here real quick. Um, I'm only going to put one thing on my list and that is to learn the Eagle program. I paid for it. I'm looking forward to starting the course. Um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, 
designing some of these little boards and actually getting them back because it, the idea that I can not only say that, yes, I designed and 3D printed this thing, but I also designed and made the electronics that went in it is like yeah. fantastic. So, yeah. and the fact that it would save me so much time <laughs> and so much effort and energy, it's like the return on this is going to be fantastic. I've just got to get to that point. So, um, Chris, what would you like to work on before or next time? Do you, do you want her update? What did I say last time? <laughs> do you want her your update? Up, your update last time was uh, work on Logan's nightstand and yes. curtains. Okay, so I did Logan's nightstand. It's oh, okay. done. There you go. Uh, curtains, no. But I also got all the art hung up in the house, and mm-hmm. I have painted the butler's pantry. Okay. And got new knobs for the cupboards that are in the butler's pantry. So I did that. Um, I guess my next thing would be to paint Logan's dresser and get new knobs for that. And, and go to Ikea on Sunday. That's you. That's not me. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, the sunroom really needs curtains, so it, that, that needs to get oh, done. Oh, that needs that to That needs done. to happen. Yeah. Like, I can't. It needs to get. Yeah. That means I'm putting a curtain rod up, doesn't it? Probably. But I have a month. So you can just settle down. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jen, what are you what are you working on for next time? Let's hear the oval. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. Um, this isn't really a creative thing, but I need to get back into an exercise routine. That's since, creative. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I I haven't. I was keeping up with yoga after the quarantine started and. Then they opened and didn't keep up their virtual classes, so I need to get a schedule because I'm not accountable if I just come home and say I'm going to take a class again, just like, you know, mm-hmm. other online classes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe starting to exercise regularly. Again. Gotcha. Uh, Sean? Uh, I'm just hoping Work on be getting fun. better? <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm just hoping to be functional next month. So. Yeah, work, work on that physio. Yep. <sighs> Every twice a week. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll go from there. Otherwise, uh, maybe put an ass divot in a different furniture in the house. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a plan to me. Um, well, that is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Google Music, wherever it is you listen to the show. Uh, you can find us at epicallygeeky.com, where you can find all the shows that we do, including... Uh, the Epically Geeky Show, The Marginally Geeky Show, Procrastinators, and Sustainably Geeky. Um, you can also find us uh, on all the social media at Epically Geeky. Where can we find you online, Ray? Uh, you can search for The Reluctant Yeti on Instagram and find me there. Um, uh, that's pretty much it for now. <laughs> Good deal. Chris, where can we find you online? Uh, on all the shows that you have mentioned. Except for procrastinators, because I have no interest in old video games. Some, uh, sometimes you can't even find procrastinators on procrastinators. And then on Instagram, at The Borough Life. But I'm thinking about changing the name, so I'm, I'll take some suggestions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jen, where can we find you online? Um, you can find me here on Marginally Geeky, Epically Geeky, and, of course, Sustainably <laughs> Geeky. Um, we just dropped our newest episode yesterday about dark skies, so check that out if you're interested. And on all the social medias at Het's Gonna Be Me. 
Sean, can we find you online anywhere? Well, apparently now that I got a new phone that I'm supposed to be on like every friggin' He's platform. on Instagram. He is yeah, on Instagram. Public. Yeah, so well, I yeah. I locked it. The first person that signed me up for Instagram, my first follower, was a pizza place in Toronto. <laughs> nice. So nice. After I got like thirty followers of people I didn't know, I decided to make it private. Mm. Oh well. I got a lot of pictures of my kids in there. So good yeah. deal. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm around. I'm on the geeky shows. I'm Good honored deal. I got a follow. <laughs> Are you following me? <laughs> Am I following you? I don't even know. Yeah, I think so. Okay, we'll have to check. Uh, and as always, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. Bye. has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 